Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You know, I've been talking about earned media value for quite some time on this podcast. My friends at Eisenberg have just raised the bar on earned media benchmarks with their social index. Social Index now gives you globally earned media values across a growing list of six geographies for all your KPIs across the top seven social platforms, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Snapchat, TikTok, Twitter, and YouTube. You can now visualize these values for deeper analysis, and they have a look-back window over two years of historical comparisons. Social Index is updated daily. Don't get stuck with old data. Over 1,000 companies have used the social index to understand the ROI of their social campaigns. And if you work with a social agency, you should demand they incorporate earned media values into your reports. Get your earned media value for social content. Visit earnedmediavalues.com slash Allen. Again, that's earnedmediavalues.com slash A-L-A-N. Thank you. Would you mind giving us your name, your title, and responsibilities? Yeah, I'm Daryl Evans, um, and I'm Vice President of Consumer Advertising and Marketing Communications at AT&T. What that means is um, um, I, I manage advertising um, for all of the consumer products in AT&T, whether it be wireless or um, digital life, U-verse, and the like. Okay. Well, congratulations on your Effie. We're, it's we're not very proud. We're very proud and very happy. Yeah. What, tell me, was there a key insight behind that campaign? It's a big idea with mm-hmm. little kids. Yeah, well, well, that was a great campaign to begin <laughs> with. And um, uh, the big idea behind that was in our category, the wireless category, uh, network perceptions are, are a huge driver of tra- traffic and sales and even, um, even loyalty. And uh, so as a result, all the carriers advertise a lot of claims, fastest, most reliable, mm-hmm. whatever. Uh, and the research indicates that, one, the consumers get a little tired of hearing it, they get a little confused, um, that's almost, we're all creating our own clutter. So the idea behind that was just some really straightforward, no-nonsense wording of the claims, and the idea being it, it's not complicated, the most reliable. And the carrier, we didn't use them to, we didn't use the kids to actually sell because you wouldn't want to, but mm-hmm. but kids are just naturally simple. I mean, they have simple judgments. They see things in a truthful way, and they're not afraid to say it like they see it. So that was the uh, the insight was simplicity. Simplicity is such a powerful idea. 
um, and obviously effective one. Mm -hmm. As you think about the effectiveness, and Effie's all about effectiveness, mm -hmm. how would you define it? How would you define marketing effectiveness? Well, marketing effectiveness to me is, um, uh, I'm pretty metric oriented. So first off, it's sales. Um, sales and then movement on key brand attributes. And, and the brand attributes for us, you know, we get a lot of them like anybody that uh, measures around their brands. But I even try to link mathematically or quantitatively which metrics are most linked to sales. So again, it's sales, <laughs> sales, and then sales and sales. And um, by the way, the third most important thing is sales. Yeah. So. <laughs> so that's good. So you've been successful in your career. I've been blessed. Oh, that's a good way to put it. Mm -hmm. uh, what would you? What fuels that? You think? What, is there something about you? No, I don't. I, yeah, you like to think there is, but I think um, if there's uh, um, probably the key thing is I just like what I do. I've always liked um, being around the creative world. I've always liked being in the advertising world, um, whether I was on the client side or or on the agency side. And I, um, a large amount of my career was on the agency side. Um, and I just like this business. And I like I like ideas. I like. Uh, um, I like fun. I like to laugh. And this is an area, um, you know, it's not HR and it's not finance. It's a, you know, it's a lot, uh, you know, it's a lot different vibe, even in a company like the phone company, yeah. um, which quite honestly, I never dreamed I would work at the phone company, but it's, you know, it's the greatest gig on the planet. Yeah. Is there anything you can point to that prepared you for the, the role you're in now? Oh, well, I'm a guitar heel. So, um, <laughs> you know, I went to university of North Carolina. Me, um, me too. And, uh, uh, and I, you know, I got a good MBA, and I went to work. Uh, my first jobs were on the client side, so I was in the package goods business with Quaker Oats. Um, that's where I also learned that I actually had more fun with the agency guys than I did <laughs> on the company itself. So, uh, so I, I, probably one of the other fundamental things that worked for me was a package goods grounding mm -hmm. for the first three or four years okay. um, before going out into the other. What What does winning an Effie mean? both to you and, and the team behind it? Well, you know, sometimes that's called the account guys award or the clients award. Mm -hmm. um, the thing about an FE is you have to have results with it. Mm -hmm. So, and awards are great, you know, and, and agencies like awards and, and the clients that work in the ad departments love awards. Um, and, and we'll take every award we get, but an FE award has real results attached to it. Mm -hmm. um, so an FE award gets a lot of respect Internally, um, the people that I work for and uh, and 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 work with, um, their eyebrows will go up when you win an Effie. So, uh, um, because it's not just a creative award, and uh, uh, it, you know, it's a powerful award. It 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 means what you did worked. Well, congratulations again. Well, we're happy. We're very proud. With the campaign, you got a great agency partner. Mm -hmm. Tell me about that. Well, we have a great agency partner in BBDO. And it's their campaign. Uh, the, uh, you know, one thing I'd like, in addition to just a shout out and congratulations for the Effie that they're winning on this, is they are, I, I just want to know that they are the only partner that since Singular Wireless and beyond that we've ever had or, or, the, or the, the consistent partner mm -hmm. that we've had since Singular Wireless was formed. When Singular Wireless was formed in 2001, they won the pitch and they have been the agency ever since. They are, um, and in my career, which which is long, um, it is the deepest um, 
and best partnership with an agency I've ever experienced. Um, we have a phrase inside that um, BBDO is inside the firewall. Um, and that doesn't happen lightly at AT&T. They, they, and they literally are inside the firewall. They see a lot of information that other, uh, other partners never get to see. They have um, hall pass, you know, it's unlimited. Their badges work. Um, and uh, so it is a, a deep, deep partnership and, um, and one that we treasure a lot. Um, the campaign that they're the kids campaign that yeah. they went in the effie on tonight it, it, is interesting because not only is it a creative concept, but and the writers probably wouldn't want me saying this, but <laughs> nothing that was on air was ever scripted. <laughs> the uh, um, as you can imagine, when you put all those little six year olds around a table, you give them talking points, but uh, they come up with better things <laughs> on their own and. Uh, um, so that was that was part of the pixie dust of the uh, of, of the campaign was just the unbelievable lines these kids could come up with, and, uh, and a very talented guy uh, moderating um, Beck Bennett. So uh, um, a deep and a and a rewarding and um, uh, partnership with BBDO, and then this this campaign in particular, which by the way is one of many that have been in. A wonderful for us and uh, and imagined by BBDO uh, they deserve a big shout out for are there any tips you offer younger marketers trying to come up through the ranks or suggestions well I think you have to be open to ideas I, I mean some of this is you know maybe trite but um, the reason things are trite is because they're true uh, uh, you have to be open to ideas um, I think a sense of humor is a big thing um, you know if you don't laugh um, humor to me is a management tool, and uh, uh, if you're not having fun, if you're not, I don't take everything so seriously. I mean, it's not like it's your children. <laughs> you know, in our area, it's cell phones. You know, and they're awfully important, but but they're just cell phones. <laughs> so, uh, uh, you know, I, I get asked that question a fair amount, and I don't think I have anything that's super specific or super insightful, but just have fun. And uh, don't be afraid to be a little irreverent. Uh, um, you know, I've carved out a little bit of a mad professor, I guess, um, ish. And, and this, if I'm using those words, yeah. and I, I'm butchering those words. But uh, <laughs> um, um, well, I think the key thing is just keep way. a sense of humor and some yeah. irreverence. Nice. Don't take your business or anything all that seriously. The world's not going to stop spinning. Um, <laughs> Okay. So AT&T is a magnificent brand. It's a big we, brand. It's it a big is company. a big brand. Mm -hmm. If we step back from AT&T, though, mm -hmm. and we talk about things that you, you like, mm -hmm. are there any brands that, that you're fascinated by? Um, I like um, well, one, one brand. We were talking about it earlier. One brand I like a lot is Uber. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think Uber has, uh, not only from a business model standpoint, um, a really or is in the midst of turning the taxi business on its head. But I like everything. I like the way they handle me over the phone screen. Simple language. Um, they round down. Um, you know, I feel like I'm the center of their universe. And uh, um, so that's something I like. I like Uber a lot. Um, I like, um, I think everybody likes Nike. It's hard not to like, you know, those guys, yeah. you know, have a knack for, um, for understanding kind of the zeitgeist and what's going on. I'm a big admirer of the, of the Coca-Cola company, um, but I 
spent a lot of my the neighbors down um, there, career then. on the agency side working on the Coke business. And um, and I, um, you know, when you look at the totality of their work around the world, it's uh, and it's hard to beat, and, and it's hard to beat what that brand stands for. I mean, I, you know, I haven't seen the latest numbers, but I believe the only word more recognized in the world than Coca-Cola is the word okay. And, uh, that says a lot. Yeah, that says a lot. <laughs> What's the biggest marketing trend or opportunity today for marketers? I think it's analytics, analytics and data. Uh, there's so much that we know now that we didn't know even five years ago or, or information we can get our hands on uh, that we couldn't get our hands on five years ago. I think the, um, and maybe another way to say that is, um, is increasing the, the percentage of the marketing pie, so to speak, that is science versus intuition. In the advertising world and, and all that, I don't, we'll never get to where um, you bat a thousand. You're dealing in psychology, uh, you're dealing in persuasion, um, so you're never going to get to the point where it's 100% science. Um, you know, in the, in the simplest form, an ad is just a little sales call. If we could afford to have salespeople call on every home in America, we would do that, but we can't. So, so we send you know little thirty-second sales calls into their house, or we send sales calls in the in the form of a banner ad and so forth. But if they were salesmen, even the most successful salesman in the world doesn't make a sale one hundred percent of the time. So we're never going to get to one hundred percent, or or we're never going to bat a th- uh, one thousand. But if we can increase the amount of science, and we can go from batting 600 to 700 or go to batting 750. Uh, Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Um, that's a big deal. You know, and that's a big ROI. Um, the, the technology around the data, you know, like addressable television, which is actually going to, you know, I believe there's 60 million homes with roughly now that, um, that could handle some form of addressable television. And if you just think about the targeting implications out on the web and online, um, you know, I think the, the amount of science that's in the marketing pie or in the marketing um, algorithm is uh, where the opportunity is, and I think that's a big trend right now. You're a marketing veteran. Embarrassingly uh, so. <laughs> you see a lot probably over your career. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what have you seen? How, how is it different from when you started to today? Well, you know, I've made it, and I've actually made um, a couple presentations um, at UNC on this. And um, this may not be, and this may not be exactly what you're asking, but the, 
the, the topic of the presentation is how do big brands see the future and you know how has things changed and so forth. And I say there's two things that haven't changed and one that will. Um, the first thing that probably isn't changing is is the power of sight, sound, and video. The sight, 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 and sound, mm -hmm. and movement. So. Um, Video isn't going anywhere, but probably what's changing within that first item is I think we have to teach ourselves to say TV equal sign video. So that's one. Secondly, um, and this hasn't changed since Greek theater, is the role of good storytelling. You just, you're not going to, I don't think anything's going to change and hasn't changed since I got in the business that can replace just simply good storytelling. What is changing very rapidly is the platforms that all this stuff runs on. So when I first came in the business, television, you know, it was the giant. You could did the average. I mean, they'd cancel a show if it didn't have a 20 rating. So this this gigantic hearth that everybody gathered around, um, and it, you could create awareness in a matter of a few days if you really wanted to. Um, that has changed dramatically. Now a good show on television, or the average television show, has about a 1.7 household rating. And yet, in the fragmented media world that we have now, that remains the largest hearth. <laughs> it, it, but it pales in comparison to the old days. Um, and that's a good thing. We have more media choices. We have whatever. But, but the, the platforms and the, and, and the like that, that messages run on have multiplied and fragmented dramatically. And they're just going to keep doing that. Uh, and video itself is going to run on different platforms. I don't know what TV is going to look like in four or five years. Um, with, with over the top with the, um, and all of that that's coming along. So I think in addition to the analytics that we just talked about and the data, mm -hmm. it's the platforms that the messages are delivered on. Mm -hmm. You're still going to have to have good storytelling. It's probably going to be video-based, but heaven knows. Well, I mean, I watch a lot of things on iPads. I watch mm -hmm. a lot of things on the phone. I watch regular TV as well. I'm not one of those people that says I don't watch TV. <laughs> and then five minutes later, right. I know I'm looking off camera, but five minutes later they're telling you about an ad they don't like. Right. So, uh, <laughs> but, um, but I don't know if that's the question that you're getting to, but uh, I think so. Uh, I think I it's so. evolved a lot and I think it's going to continue to evolve. Yeah. So if we, you've talked a little bit about platforms exploding mm -hmm. um, and as it relates to that, the marketing mix, mm -hmm. right? TV, uh, growing digital, I'm sure, especially in your business. Mm -hmm. um, there's been a lot of people speculating or hypothesizing, and I don't know how I feel about it, so I want to mm -hmm. know how you feel about it, mm -hmm. that we're all going to be digital marketers one day, and really that's... Well, we probably are. You know, I was having a, a conversation with our media agency yesterday, and I was asking um, a similar question, and the answer I got back was, well, all TV is digital anyway. So, so everything is digital. So that's the, you know, the oversimplified answer. Yeah, everything's mm -hmm. going digital, um, at least in the technology that delivers it to you. Um, yeah, I think we're going to increasingly move towards what the traditional digital definition is. A lot more things online um, and in the social space and so forth. I know our our media budgets have shifted pretty dramatically over the last few years. Not so much reducing television, but reducing other media forms and plowing that money into digital. Um, you know, we're not doing as much print as we used to do. We're not doing as much radio as we used to do. Um, so we're kind of coalescing around t t television and the digital world. And we still spend a fair amount of money in those other media. But if you were to look at the trends over the last few years, I would imagine, and we're doing a lot of things right now to um, kind of 
set the models aside for a minute and look at the changing media landscape. What's going to go on and, and what should we be planning in the future mm -hmm. as to how we're going to allocate our media dollars? Um, and um, we haven't gotten the results of the big thing we're doing now, but I would, I'd be surprised if there's not a, an even bigger shift into the, uh, the digital world. Great. So as you think about mix and ROI as it, as it relates mm -hmm. to it, um, you sh you're keeping, keeping TV, mm -hmm. uh, which I, I think is interesting. I wanna, what is it about TV um, and its return? Well, it still years? works. Um, you know, when we measure our ROIs, and I said, you know, effective marketing is sales, um, when we make too big a move in television, we see a negative effect in sales. Um, so it continues to work. Even with all the delayed viewing, even with all the, um, um, you know, all the things going on with television, people watching it at, when they want and so forth. And so, um, so that's one. We keep using mm -hmm. it because it keeps working. Secondly, if you think about our business, um, we sell to everybody that's breathing. <laughs> so we don't walk in um, every morning. This is both a curse and a blessing. Mm -hmm. um, the blessing is everybody is a target customer at some level or another. Um, the curse is everybody is part of the target. So classic segmentation is hard for us. Um, we have segments in the business, but we don't walk in the door every day with a natural target, like if you're in the makeup business or the, the cosmetics business or mm -hmm. something where you've automatically got some segments and there's and just some parts of the market that you're never going to market to. Um, so classic segmentation for us, if we, you know, if we break the market up too finely, then we lose our, we lose the marketing scale. Um, and it's hard for us to operationalize it because I can't shoot 14 different TV spots for every, you know, to address each segment. So broadcast, which is just the word for casting broadly, is is a uh, um, is an effective medium for us because we're talking to so many people, so we get comparatively little waste in television, as opposed to I'm just making something up, Revlon or something, which um, you know might have a tougher time targeting exactly what they want in something that cast a little as broadly as as a medium called television. So. You brought up segmentation, so I'm going to take us down a little aside, mm -hmm. if you will. What role, how, how important is research? To, Huge. To, we, to... We, we, spend, we have the luxury of, um, of good marketing budgets, and uh, so we spend a lot on research. We spend a lot on both qualitative research and quantitative research. Um, we try, it's a fast-moving business. So it, uh, our business is more retail than people realize. Uh, we, we need traffic and door swings or or a door swing, whether it's um, on the website or at, or in brick and mortar. Um, so we move really rapidly. The 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 the, um, the, the industry is pretty competitive at the retail level, and uh, so we need a lot of research. We need to have a lot of research in the in the bank, so to speak, so that we kind of know what to do on the next because we're moving so quickly. We oftentimes don't have time to go do the classic pre-research and things because we're rolling so many products out so fast and or we're having to change pricing or we're having to change you know this last six months or so in our business is you know it's completely walking away from the postpaid two-year contract model right. so um so we have to have a lot of research in the bank so to speak to guide us in best practices and uh um but we are we try to measure everything ahead of time we measure everything on a post basis are there any gaps that you you can think of in, in the research methodologies today 
Uh, you, you left scratching your head. Well, that's a hard question to answer because I, because I just have a fundamental belief that you're never going to bat a thousand. <laughs> so I, I'm not sure there's a research technique out there that will enable you to bat a thousand. So by definition, there's probably a gap in terms of perfect prediction of uh, what things will do or what will work or what's the most persuasive and, and you know and will result in that hundred percent of the time you talk to people you get a sale out of it. Um, that may be dodging your question a little bit, but I mean, it's fair enough. We research everything we can find to research, but uh, um, you know, I think the opportunity now is in targeting. I'm, I'm kind of going that? down another yeah, rabbit trail yeah, on you, but okay. the uh, um, you know, with the availability of the data and the analytics that we have, um, we're going to be able to target way better, which is probably going to make a liar out of me on what I just said <laughs> about the broad, you know, hard to segment. Mm -hmm. Now, we may, because of abilities to, to target a little better as we move forward in the future, or more precisely, mm -hmm. um, we may actually carve out a couple of segments. We may kind of break our market up into, you know, into some big consumer segments mm -hmm. and do separate media planning and separate uh, creative production against us. We won't do 14 mm -hmm. um, because it just doesn't scale for us. But... Uh, um, but we could do two or three. And if we can really target and, and the increased production cost and the increase, you know, for not blanketing one media plan um, is outweighed by the ROI for more precise targeting and being able to say the most relevant message to certain segments of the population, um, and then we'll do that. But that's one of the things we're looking at is, um, you know, always got to be innovating, always have to be changing, always have to be looking you know, at what could we do different to grow the business. So stepping back from your role now, AT&T, mm -hmm. think back, if you were to do it all over again, would you change? Would, I wouldn't would change you, much. Wouldn't I, change would, I wouldn't change much. I, there might be, I'm not going to mention them, there might be um, a couple of companies I would have avoided just because, <laughs> not because, I, I've always worked for great companies, but there's a couple of them where the chemistry wasn't all that. All that great. And great. But, uh, um, but, but I wouldn't do a lot. I mean, I think... Um, you know, there's a lot of smart people out there. I've ended up in a, you know, in a wonderful gig. Um, the, you know, the uh, so, you know, if I'd changed anyone, you know, or the old, if I'd gotten on the subway, or not gotten on the subway, how would life have changed? Right. I, you know, and uh, <laughs> you know, so I'm pretty happy where I'm at. So I don't think I changed a lot okay. in the path that got me here. Well, Daryl, I appreciate you taking the time, and and thank you very much. It's good seeing you. Thank you.